how to ensure your legacy on today's episode. You are listening to the Champion Hustle Podcast. Play to succeed in business and in life. Featuring Levi Hunsaker and Ryan Black. Hello there, friends, and welcome to the Champion Hustle Podcast. This is episode number 51. My name is Ryan Black. And I'm Levi Hunsaker. Good morning, Ryan. Good morning, Levi. Doing it's, well? Yeah, it's it's bright, it's early. We got a lot going on today. But uh, we wanted to make sure that we get you, our listeners, some content that's going to actually help you plan for your legacy. And, and yes. what do we mean by that, Ryan? Uh, to plan for what happens when you bite the dust. Man, that's pretty dark. <laughs> Why are we doing this again? <laughs> Well, because this is one of those topics that a lot of people don't want to talk about or they, because it's uncomfortable. It's not, I mean, it's not necessarily, you know, a happy thing to think about. Well, what's going to happen when I eat it? Um, but it's extremely, extremely important because if you don't now do I got a Michael Jackson song playing in my head. <laughs> it's extremely important because if you don't do it right, what could have been, you know, uh, an incredible legacy, a positive thing that you leave for your, you know, your your children, your grandchildren, future generations can turn into a nightmare. I mean, it really can. The best of intentions that you had with all of the hard work, all the hustle that you've done throughout your whole life can really um, not just create a, uh, create a headache, it can destroy lives. You can destroy people's lives uh, if you don't do it right and... Um, we want to avoid that. So it's it's the final step. What's right for you may not be right for me, and it may not be right for Ryan. Like That's the thing is, it is very unique for every person and for your situation, which is why it takes thought and planning. Well, it's pretty simple. What What's right for everyone is to place Ryan Black as the beneficiary <laughs> of everything that we're going to talk about today. That's, I mean, that's really what it boils down to. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I mean... I was going to say Levi, but, oh, uh, you know, if, if people want to adopt me and give me a bunch of money, I'm not going to feel bad about that. But uh, no, that's not what we're talking about today. No, we're just messing. So, yeah, the legacy is, um, I think, probably the, the, the understanding the importance of, of how to properly structure legacy. It goes back to, to an old saying, right? That you were telling me about. What's that saying? Oh, so so this is a, a quote from John D. Rockefeller. Now he he says, "Own nothing, but control everything." Now that seems super weird. How can you control things without owning it? Well, let's let's dive <laughs> into that today. So I think one of the one of the key things, you know, when we talk about you know ensuring a, a proper transition of your legacy, of your assets, of everything, is uh, you know the all encompassing term that kind of includes everything is estate planning. And you know, I'm sure you've heard that before. Estate planning is, I guess, I guess there are ways you you could do the estate planning yourself. Um, I, personally, uh, I, I'd recommend. Just hire an attorney. <laughs> like the price gonna you're going to pay a lot faster and a lot better. And really, they understand the laws of where you live. Um, yep. For the for the cost, I mean, shop around. Make sure you find one that you know that offers the right things that you're looking for and that you're pleased with. Um, but 
yeah, you want it to be done correctly because you're not going to be around to say, oh, actually, that's not what I wanted because <laughs> you're going to be gone. So estate yeah. planning is, is the term that encompasses so, everything. So estate planning, that's just for like the ultra rich, right? Oh, no, man. That's, that's one of the biggest misconceptions. What people don't understand is if you don't have an estate plan, what they don't get is what actually happens when you die. Let's say just for a simple, you know, let's say that you're, you're not super wealthy, but you've got, um, you know, maybe a little bit of, of, of life insurance where you're, you know, you have a, let's say a $20,000, $30,000 payout on a life insurance policy. Maybe you've got a, a home that you live in that's got, uh, you know, $100,000 worth of equity. Um, anyways, let's say all in all, your entire, uh, and then you've got maybe so, you know retirement plan that's still got some money that you've accrued in it. Let's say all in all, you're you know, $150,000 in, uh, in assets. Your heirs can't access that until it goes through probate. And probate is the process by which the government steps in a judge and has to basically decide for you, okay, what are the assets you have? Hopefully we find everything. And then <laughs> who do they need to go to? Now you have, and who, who do they go to when and how? The when and how is basically right now, um, which may not be what you want. Yeah. Also, if you have minor children, I mean, there's, you start going down the rabbit hole. You do not want to leave that up to the government to decide what to do with you. Well, not with you. I mean, you're done. But <laughs> with, your, with, your, uh, with your assets, uh, with your holdings, with your pet, with your children. I'll tell you what's going to happen with your pet. It's going to go night-night, right, if you got pets. But with your children, uh, they won't go night-night, but uh, <laughs> they will be placed in custodian. Dang, right? <laughs> this is a good episode today, guys. <laughs> Welcome back. Um, but your, your children, uh, obviously, if you have family members, um, the state is going to try to place those children with, you know, with those family members before going into something like foster program. But, I mean, you really want to roll the dice? It, it all comes down, like, how many family relationships have been destroyed just from, like, fighting and bickering over who gets the kids or, you know, who gets the house or the money or and this stuff? Do you want to leave that negativity behind or do you want to have it all planned out? So if you do absolutely nothing, that's what the situation is going to look like for you. It goes before a judge. The judge sits and, and decides how everything's going to play out. Everybody gets to come and make their case. And that's if you don't even have a will. But if you do have a will, it still has to go through that process. But the difference is you actually have something spelled out that says, this is what I want to happen. And, uh, and a, a will is probably what most people have you know, heard of. Yep. Oh, yeah, I got my will. And a will is important because a will uh, defines who gets what, right? That's what a will defines. But a lot of times people miss out on that second part which is the trust. The trust, the will defines who gets what. The trust defines when. Yep. When. When that happens well, and how and what the parameters are around that. And, and any stipulations or like uh, if you have a child that may have a drug addiction, you don't want them to get this massive windfall of cash because yeah. that's going to be gone pretty quickly and 
and likely they might go along with it if they have a severe drug problem. So different circumstances require different handling. And, and especially that's where you want to have an attorney set this up because you have to make sure you do it in a legal way. Like you can't just say you get nothing or, you know, it, it just depends. I, I don't know the laws in every state, um, but a good attorney is going to know laws in their local state. Yeah, because there are, and it's good that you bring that up because every state has specific rules regarding, uh, you know, maybe at one point you were, you know, you're married previously. So if you were divorced and if you have children between one marriage or the other, um, it, yeah, or, or stepchildren, it can, it can get a little bit hairy. And that's particularly when you really want to make sure, okay, this is what you want to do, but does it adhere to the law? A good example of that is dun, 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 story time. <laughs> Story time, I'm going to make this brief, um, is, and this is a, a situation of, a, of some people I know that are going through this. I don't want to name them, but uh, they have a situation where uh, the grandmother passed away. And um, so the grandmother passed away and there are, I believe, seven or eight children of the, of the grandmother. So the grandfather passed away many years ago. The grandmother recently passed away um, and she had all of her estate documents and everything set up challenge was they weren't they weren't written well and what's ironic is her husband was a judge so it should have been done right but <laughs> obviously it wasn't he uh anyways her documents weren't done and i can't remember seven or eight children and two three three of those children deceased before she did died and so now those people's children their heirs so the grandchildren are the ones who have the rights uh, within the documents that she set up and nobody can come to an agreement. But it wasn't clearly outlined in her uh, documents. What happens if one of her children dies? Does it go down to the next, uh, does it go into the next generation? Do their rights simply revoke over to, like none of that was defined. And so now they're going through this big legal battle regarding some properties that they own that reverted from specific children back into the trust and cut out those children upon those children's death. It was a situation where, uh, you, you know, she, while you're alive, you can live in this property as a courtesy. Once you die, then it will go back into the, so you get your, you get the use of this property to live in while you're alive. Once you pass, it goes back into my estate and then the other children get access to it. But the heirs of those kids that died, they don't like that. So the grandchildren, so they're actually going through this big lawsuit right now. It is a nightmare. It's ridiculous. Everyone's attorneying up. And in looking at the numbers and looking at their situation, my response to them was, um, you guys are going to burn up all of the money in this estate. Because it's not like it's a huge estate. You are going to burn up everything just in legal expenses. And you got all. everyone's going to get nothing. So moral of that story is, uh, don't be dumb <laughs> for number one, don't be greedy. Number two, and uh, make sure when you're making yours that you look for these contingency things and uh, you know, you have to revisit your docs over time and update them if the situation has changed because she didn't, unfortunately, she was the sweetest lady, but um, cause I knew her before she passed, but oh my goodness, I wish that she would have gotten things in order because they wanted us to get involved and, and to purchase up some of the assets in that. And we're like, oh, no, thank you. 
<laughs> you guys have good luck with that. Once we started investigating what was going on. Oh, no. You guys have good luck with that. We don't want to be in the middle of that family feud, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> Not good. So one of the biggest benefits about the trust, though, is it doesn't go through probate. It'll basically go in. They'll tell the judge will take a look at the docs and say, yep, here's the trust. A trust is actually, um, after you pass on, it's actually a, its own living entity. It, it exists on its own. It actually gets its own, in the United States at least, gets its own tax ID. But not until you pass away and uh, any of the other uh, co-owners of the trust. Beneficiaries, I don't, I don't know the right terminology there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you've got the trustees, you've got the beneficiaries, you've got the executor, you've got, um, yeah, I mean, there's, and all that, the estate planning can seem really complicated if you've never looked into it before. Once again, that's why just get yourself a little bit educated, shop around, find a, an attorney. But the thing is, is don't wait until you're in your 60s to say, well, I'm going to die soon. I guess I better get my estate plan set up. Like, no, if you have anything of value and if you have, um, you know, children or anything, because let's look at this really quick. The, in the estate planning, um, obviously we've got the, we've got the living trust, right? We've got the will, um, that, that did, that determines, you know, what, what, what's going to go to whom. Um, but, uh, there's also some other important docs that would be form part of your estate plan, right? Uh, powers of attorney, right? If you have powers yep. of attorney for financial matters, uh, powers of attorney for healthcare matters, right? To be able to, if you're, if you get in a real bad accident or have a, you know, devastating stroke or whatever, and you're unable to make decisions for yourself, do you want to be connected to life support for three or four years in a vegetative state? I don't know. It's up to you, right? Or if you have a, a really bad disease and and a bunch of doctors give you 0% chance of survival and you're in suffering and pain, do you want somebody to be able to make that decision and say, you know what, let's just let them go? Um, you know, And those are, once again, uncomfortable topics, but... Do you really want to be in that position saying, ah, crap, I really should have thought about this beforehand? Um, you know, the, the uh, another thing is, that is good is, you know, just general information as far as, uh, you know, location of different important documents and records and things like that, because it's hard for family members to track that stuff down. Where is everything? Who has all that information? Funeral instructions, burial instructions. Um, yeah. My funeral instructions are really cool because one of my requirements is there has to be a huge party afterwards. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> That's one of the requirements and the trust will pay for it. Um, <clears throat> so I want it to be like, like a, a huge party. Um, the, I like it. The, it it um, should be a celebration of life, not, uh, you know, I know there's mourning, but it should also be a celebration of the time that you had with whoever it was around as well. Yeah. Um, you know, there are so many things that you can put in, and there's even things that you can put in specific instructions. Like Ryan said, uh, you know, he wants a big party, but do you want cremation or burial? Where, uh, when, how? You can specify every single detail of this stuff. And, you know, but make sure you talk to the people that are going to be involved in this because they have to carry this out. And you have to make sure that it's actually feasible for the person that's involved to carry this out because that could get pretty crazy. 
But hey, if you got big goals and big dreams and you want a, a big celebration of life, go for it. That's that's all up to you. But some other big things to think about are, you know, what happens to your properties? You have them in maybe a domestic asset protection trust. That that's a whole other topic for another day because there's some asset protection yeah. possibilities there. You might have some land trusts. What happens to your properties? What happens to other investments? Um, you know, these are all things that if they are not uh, owned by the trust, they default back into that the judge gets to decide state. So you want to make sure that your trust owns everything and that you personally own nothing because then there's nothing to fight over. Yeah. And, and once again, I want to reiterate that the importance of revisiting that trust, uh, yep. you know, it's not something you have to look at monthly, but just keeping it in mind, you know, it's, it's probably a good idea every year or two to kind of do a review on that make sure that everything's still current. And anytime you acquire an asset, you've got to get that in the trust immediately because otherwise you yeah. can have all this great stuff set up and then, oh, we've actually got a couple of rental properties that aren't in the trust. Well, enjoy going through probate, right? Yep. Because they're not a part of the, so you're still going to have to go through it anyways. And it just murks everything up and takes more time. There yeah, so, are also some, oh, go well, ahead. Well, you, you had one and I had one. It sounds like. Maybe it's the same one. Maybe one, it's the same one. Let's see. So, three, two, one. Tax businesses. implication. Oh, oh, nope. It wasn't the same one. Sad. Nah. We're, we're not on the same page today, no. Ryan. No, um, but this is one that a lot of people think uh, forget about is your business should be owned by the trust and you should have a solid succession plan so that you can make sure that business continues to thrive even without you. And and for specifically our listeners here, that's a very, very important one. And one that's often overlooked is get your business owned by the trust, not by you. Yeah. And, and the final one that I wanted to mention was the tax implications, right? There's, depending on the value of your estate and what you've got in there, uh, either way, there are, there are some great tax uh, benefits and things that uh, you receive as far as inheritance tax and estate tax. Depends on your state, of course. Um, but you definitely want to look into that because, hey, if you can save your heirs, um, you know, a bunch, of, a bunch of tax through, you know, stepped up basis and different things like that, that's awesome. Well, and, and just like any other law, these are all subject to change and they're already looking at changing these right now. So stay yeah. up to date on it, understand, do some actual planning for your legacy. And, uh, you know, this reminds me of the book, uh, what would the Rockefellers do? Yes. Phenomenal. Book. Uh, by Garrett Gunderson. You know, he talks about the difference between the Vanderbilts and the Rockefellers, why the generational wealth is continuing in one family versus the other. Yep. And that's what this is all about, right? You hustle, you work hard, and then create a legacy. You want to leave that legacy. And we're not talking about just money, because that's one of the things is you can also leave is your final word. You know, I, don't, how many times have we heard, man, I wish that I just had a chance to talk with my loved one one more time before they passed, before they passed. And so yep. that gives you an opportunity to be able to leave that final word of advice or of inspiration or of guidance to your family members because you write it in advance and that will be read to them by the trustee when it, you know, when it happens. So, well, and, and you can get really creative. So like, uh, uh, you know, one of our mutual friends, uh, I'm not going to name names on here because this is kind of some private matters that we've just dis discussed, but an idea 
is don't leave kids anything. <laughs> is that a total jerk move? Not necessarily. Uh, you know, one of his ideas was that he was considering was, you know, what if I just paid for a yearly trip for all of my kids and grandkids to get together at some exotic location? Super cool. The only way they could get the benefit is actually showing up and participating in these family events. And so they're leaving a legacy of family um, inclusion and togetherness. So that's yeah. an amazing legacy that you can leave behind as well. Nurturing relationships coming together. Yep. I love that. That's awesome. Well, this was uh, such a morbid topic this week, and I'm glad <laughs> that we were able to keep it light. <laughs> Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. And uh, and take that step. Get out there. Do a little bit more research and shop around. Find find a good uh, you know, a state, a state attorney yep. in your area and, uh, and get things going would be our recommendation because boy, you do not want to be regretting it after the fact. Shoot, I should have done it. So this is us telling you do it. And a quick reminder to make sure to put both of us as your, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to your attorney and figure it out and make it, get it set up. Um, now next week we've got next a phenomenal, week. a phenomenal thing. We're going to be going over you know, if you're in the position in your business, in life, where you're saying, I'm just keep doing the same things over and over again, and I'm getting nowhere fast, well, guess what? It is time to challenge the status quo, and that's what we're going to be doing on next week's episode. So we look forward to it, and we'll see you there. Until then, have a great week. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Champion Hustle Podcast. For more great content and to join our online community, visit us at championhustle.com. Oh, I messed it up. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> I had my timing <laughs> off because I had the headset off. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs>